Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Are you hungry tonight? You know what, don't even answer that. I know you are. You know how I know? Because you're here. You're here Sunday, Sunday night in the middle of a long weekend and you're here. That tells me something. That tells me I've got people here tonight that are hungry, that want to grow, that will do whatever it takes, you know, for God to invade their world and to transform their lives. Because this is how it happens under the Word of God. Now, you know, I'm, I'm excited about that, even if you're not. But um, hey, listen, how, how good was this morning? How are mate? We, who was here this morning? Uh, if you weren't, please watch it online. I'm, I'm actually going to watch. I only got to see Kerry this morning. I, I was at uh, the dawn service at Helen's Vale and then uh, up at Pimpermar here for the next uh, Anzac service. Came in here, quickly got Kerry's message and then off to Coomera uh, for the third one uh, on, on your behalf because uh, we honour Anzac Day. And uh, we honour those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice for the freedom of, of those that they love. And, and uh, I mean, nobody glorifies war. Nobody glorifies war. There's, there's no winners in war. It brings out the worst in humanity. But you know, it can also bring out the best as well. And I've listened to many testimonies of, of soldiers over the years and you know, none of them, None of them fight for the politics. They don't fight for politics. They fight for country. They fight for family. And, and they fight for their mates. And um, Jesus taught us in John 15, 13, he said, greater love has no man than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. And uh, we should never, never forget um, the price of that. Uh, we understand, you know, in a successful Christian life, this deliberation is constant. It's a constant decision that we have to make. The, the survival of a unit um, is that you have my back and I have your back. And as soon as one soldier thinks of himself, then the whole unit then becomes vulnerable. What empowers them to be selfless, so courageous, under immense pressure? I believe it's the spirit of Anzac. I believe it's something that they catch, something that, that you know, you can only understand in that situation. And in the theatre of war, you, you don't have time to sit back and, and to calculate the possibilities. You just respond. And it's the same for every believer who's filled with the Holy Spirit tonight. In every circumstance of your life, in every situation, we don't have time to sit back and to calculate the possibilities. We just respond. We just respond. And how we respond determines the spirit that's within us. Uh, I'll tell you an illustration. I was deliberating whether or not, but my pastor many years ago preached this, and I've never forgotten it, I've never forgotten it, but, and I've preached it here a couple of times, so if you've heard it before, forgive me, but 
I want you to imagine two huge vats on this stage. And two huge vats, bigger than you can see. Like up there, you can't see what's in it, but they're both filled to the brim. Two huge big vats. One's filled with honey right to the brim. The other one's filled with acid. Right? Now, when you look at these two huge vats, you can't see what's in it. The only way you can find out what's on the inside is if you kick the barrel. Because when you kick the barrel, what's inside spills out on the outside. Amen? You see, when you go through situation and circumstance, how you respond to that reveals the spirit that's on the inside. You know, in Acts 1.8, I want you to turn that in your Bibles, it says that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit is, is given to empower you. It's given to empower you. But to do what? To do what? I want to look at three things that the Holy Spirit empowers you to do tonight. The first one is, is to sacrifice. The Holy Spirit empowers you to sacrifice. So turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 12. Romans 12 verse 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You know, Paul is, is basically like a drill sergeant here on the day when the recruits are first brought into the barracks. And he's laying out the instructions for every believer who says yes to following Christ. That you are a living sacrifice. That the spirit of sacrifice will be with us for the rest of the life. And now it's, it's not like we can, you know, make one action of sacrifice and then tick the box and, you know, okay, done that, move on. No, no, it's a, it's a, a life of sacrifice. The Holy Spirit empowers us to make whatever sacrifice necessary for us to become his witness to the world. You didn't think you were that important, did you? Well, you are. You are. You must know that when you say yes to Christ, you say no to the world. Jesus as Saviour is not an, he's not an add-on to our lives. He's not an accessory to my life that I have already chosen to live my own way. No, he becomes the centre. He becomes the central focus in the new life, the new life that I am building for me and for my family. That's the, that's the whole God process in all of our lives. From day one, from that moment we said yes to Christ, 
we start to build. We start to build a brand new life for the generations. For example, you know, Paul gives the believers in Ephesus, the drill sergeant, he gives them these instructions, some sound instruction in verse, uh, uh, chapter 5, verse 1 in uh, the book of Ephesians. And it says there that follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. See, to follow God's example, each one of us have to understand sacrifice and be prepared to sacrifice the desires of my flesh. And the Holy Spirit is there to empower me to overcome. That's how it works. You know, we, we start at point A and we're going on the journey to where God wants us to be. And along that journey, there's going to be a whole lot of me that God wants to challenge and change. Stop looking so excited. <laughs> this is good news. Now, your flesh won't like it, but right now your spirit is leaping out saying, preach it, Pastor Myron. It's sacrifice. Paul goes on and gives us some examples here in verse 3. He says, but among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. You see, that's why we don't have strippers at men's events. In case you've ever wondered. I don't want you to turn up to a men's night. We have and say, oh, and what, no strippers? No. I've got scripture reference for that. That's why we don't have pole dancers at ladies' meetings. Although that's been done in the past elsewhere. That's the way it is. Why? Why? That's why we encourage you to be generous. Do you know why we encourage you to give? Because greed will destroy you. Greed will destroy you and your family. I promise you that. You think we just want your money. No, we want you free. We want you free of the constraints of this world, of the flesh, that we're prepared to sacrifice this flesh in order that the Holy Spirit can, can transform us into what God has planned for us. Well, I call upon the Holy Spirit to empower me to sacrifice things that are improper and rob me of a better future. Any immoral path you go down doesn't end well. I can promise you that. It doesn't end well. The Holy Spirit empowers me, number two, to change course. To change course. See, the pattern of this world is, is, is something that... that um, you, can instant, you can't instantly recognise the pattern of this world. Look at verse 2 as we read that again. 
In verse 2 it says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to, to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. See, it's not something that you recognize immediately. It's something that you notice over a period of time. It's like grabbing a piece of a jigsaw puzzle and having a look at that and not being able to see the full picture. You've only got that puzzle to go on, but then, you know, as you add the puzzles, uh, the pieces, the puzzle becomes more clear. If you can picture in your mind, you know, the, those, uh, the story of the, of the lemmings, you know, the, the thousand lemmings, a, a huge group of lemmings that are just heading for a cliff. They're just heading for a cliff. They, they, you know, they just, if you picture that in your mind and, and if you picture a cliff and you see all of these lemmings just heading for the cliff, just heading for destruction, and then you hear this voice that says, turn left, change course. Why? Because straight ahead is certain destruction. Change course. The reality is that if you don't change course, you will be destroyed. That's what salvation is all about. That's why we choose Christ and not the things of this world. Now, if you were born in a monastery and you were brought up only on the Word of God, then this doesn't apply to you. But to the rest of us in this room tonight, to the rest of us, this is vitally important. We need to know this stuff. We need to know this. Jesus explains it this way, John 10, 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have life to the full. Here we see the clear pattern of this world as opposed to the plan that Jesus has for your life. That's the contrast. And see, the older you get, you don't get any smarter necessarily, but you just get more of the pieces. And you get more of the pieces, and all of a sudden the puzzle starts to get a bit clearer. And you start to think, well, wait a minute. I'm heading for trouble there. I need to change course. I need to change course. I'll give an example. You can tell how many pictures of the puzzle that most, not all, but most P-plate drivers have. <laughs> you only got to go down the M1 and you'll see a car go, and you just, you don't have, you can't close your eyes, you're driving. But you can guarantee there's a P-plate on that car. Now, why is that? because they only have a couple of pieces. When you've been driving as long as I have and had as many near misses and sometimes crashes as I have, there's a lot more pieces. I know where that's heading, folks. I'm not any smarter. I just know what the picture looks like when you get to the end of that. And it's not good for us. We need to change course. Whether we like it or not, Every one of us has been programmed 
by the pattern of this world, whether we like it or not. You can't escape it. You can only rebel from it. Listen to me, I'm asking you to rebel tonight. You can't escape the pattern of this world, but you can rebel against it. And that's our job. That's our choice. Why? Because there's a better way. Because we have the opportunity to change course. We don't have to get locked into that pattern that leads to destruction. We have the Holy Spirit that empowers us, empowers us to make the right choice that it's going to head in the right direction to have life and life to the full. That's good news. You see, you can't escape it. Every TV show, every movie, every song that's sung, every advertisement, every teacher at school, every other people's opinion, all have influenced you one way or another, good or bad. But we've all been influenced. And we've all grown up abundantly bombarded with the pattern of this world. That's why it's so important that we allow the Holy Spirit to empower us to change course, empower us to change course. That's why we renew our mind by the Word of God and to hear that voice, to hear that voice change course to have enough pieces of the puzzle so we can get an outline to say, uh-uh, that's not going to end well. I can change that now. You can change that tonight. Don't be a lemming. Don't just go with the flow over the cliff to destruction. When you've got the Holy Spirit to empower you, you say, yeah, well, you know, my flesh is a bit weak. Well, so is mine. So is mine. But you know, the Word of God, you let that get into your spirit, the Holy Spirit empowers you to make the right call. You start to rise up on the, on, on, on the inside. You start to stand with a different spirit. Never gonna be perfect. Let's get that out of our head. But we have the ability, the opportunity to change course and make a difference. Become a mark, not a stain. Should have said, make a mark. (laughs) How many marks in the room? That's for you. (laughs) For you. Word right there. The Holy Spirit empowers us to number three tonight, transform. To transform. And this is the one I love the most. I love this. For me, this is the best part of Christianity, to see transform lives. You know, I sometimes flick up to the, you know, I don't know how it works, but I'm not on Instagram, but I look at Instagram, right? And I, and I for some reason, I don't know how they know this, but I get all the God stuff. I get all the God stuff. Like, I get... I get preachers, Jensen Franklin, I get, I've never even met these people. And yet, 
I'm not following anybody. Yet I've got all of this God stuff coming up. And, I, you know, I love the ones where one side is a, a drug addict. That's, their life looks like hell. And then it's a before and after. When they've asked Jesus into their heart. And I tell you, you can barely recognize they're the same person. I love that. I want that for everybody. I want everyone to have this opportunity to transform their life. To transform their life. See, this is the reason Paul wrote letters to the churches. This is what all this was about. To help them, to equip them so that they could be transformed into the image of Christ. It wasn't because he was bored. He had, a, he had a Holy Spirit plan that he can start to build each and every believer, make them strong, make them powerful in their own right. Empower them by the Holy Spirit to be, to be what God intended them to be and not robbed and cheated by the pattern of this world. Help them. And the Holy Spirit empowers us to test and approve what God's will is. The end of verse 2 there. But if we never know, if we never know that we have another way, then we have no choice. And this is the problem that the world has. This is the problem that the world has because they don't know Jesus. They don't have an option. They don't have a choice. So there'll be no transformation. That saddens me, man. That saddens me. Jesus made it very clear in John 8, 31, 32. He said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciple, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And that freedom, that freedom comes at the result of transformation and it takes sacrifice to get there. I have to sacrifice the pattern of world, pattern of this world that has been so entrenched in my life from birth to this day. I've got to sacrifice that. I've got to change course. I've got to allow that transformation to take place so that I can be, I can be the testimony of God to the world. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. I want that for everybody. See, I was brought up in the pattern of this world. I was entrenched in the pattern of this world. I, I never saw another way. I never saw another way until I heard that voice, until God came into my life. And all of a sudden, it was like, wait a minute, that's better. That's better. I came into a church and I saw these funny Christian people, and they were happy. I thought, oh, what are they on? What are they drinking? What are they smoking? Because that's the only way I could have got happiness. 
and I was entrenched in that pattern. And then I saw people doing life and I'm like, man, I want that. I want that. But then there was the gap. Then there was the the huge transformation gap to where I caught that revelation of, wait, there's another way to the fulfilment of where Christ wants me to be, a blessed life and blessed generations. What a journey. But honestly, don't complain about your life. Don't complain about how tough you got it because if you allow the Holy Spirit to empower you, you can change it and win. I promise you that. Don't sit back and say, oh, this is bad and that woe is me and this is no good because you've got an option. You've got a choice. If you choose it, your life will be transformed. You'll become the test of the Holy Spirit will empower you to do it. But He won't invade your will. You're gonna put your hand up and say, yeah, that's me. I'm changing that. I'm changing that. I'm changing that. I'm changing that in my life. And allow the Holy Spirit to empower you to do that. Listen, I, I, got a, I got a thing in my head about marriages. And ever since I've been a Christian, the stats on marriage, on divorce, has been 50% in the world and 50% in the church. And I can never get that. I can never understand how can that be when we have the opportunity. And I just want to encourage you. Look, you know, I'm not putting anyone down who's divorced. What I am saying is that if your marriage isn't great right now, if the two of you, not one, won't work with one, but if the two of you will sit down the table and say, right, how can we make this better? How can we make this marriage better? What can we do? Tell me what I can do. Tell me what I can do. And I'm a bloke, don't give me a hundred things. Just give me two. I'll start with two. Give me two things. Give me two things. And I'll change it. I'll change it because I want us to go through this whole life together, that the generations will look and go, see, it does work. God does make a difference. His light does shine bright in darkness. I feel sad for people that that are in a relationship that only one is prepared to do that. But if two will do that, make it better. You know, I say this in the pulpit all the time and I tell you what, I believe it wholeheartedly. You can have what you want, you just gotta build it. And He will empower you. If you're prepared to sacrifice whatever it takes of self, listen to that voice, change course, allow the transformation to come. I promise you, you will, you will live a blessed life. You'll be like those people that you admire today that, wow, they got it so good. You can have exactly that.
And I want that for you. I want that for you. Because I know it works. Annie and I, 42 years married. Hasn't all been (laughs) happy days. Certainly not at the start, because I didn't get any of this. I didn't get any of this. I wanted it. But I was so entrenched in the pattern of this world. It was a hard fight. And thankfully, she stuck it in because she knew, you know, I was an idiot, but I was genuine. And I don't mean a genuine idiot. (laughs) She used to say to me, darling, you can't put brains in a fence post. No, she didn't. No, she killed me. She killed me later. (laughs) I always get in trouble. But, you know, forgiveness is a big thing in a relationship. Hey, I want the best for you. And you can have it because that's what God wants for your life. Will you build something? Will you build something? Will you sit down and go, listen, this ain't working. Let's make it work. What is it going to take? What is it going to take? We'll pay any price. We'll sacrifice anything. Because all the pieces are coming together and the picture is fantastic. Fantastic. Let me pray for you tonight. Father, Lord, I thank you that over this next season, over this next season, we're not just going to come to church. We're going to be the church. We're going to be that light that shines. We're going to be that reality, that genuine spirit of Christ alive and well. The lives, Lord, will be transformed. That, that people will see and have an option and choose it for your glory. Father, I pray for each, each and every one of us. There's an area in our life where the pattern of this world has in, imprisoned us. And you said in your word that when we know the truth, the truth will set us free. And when we apply that truth and allow that transformation, allow the Holy Spirit to empower us, we win. We're free. And we thank you for that. Everyone said, Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand.